It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? This is your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Should the Washington Wizards trade for Chris Paul? And it is a is a good news that Bob Myers is going to take a couple weeks to make a decision. Let's get to it. You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so we did get a question in from a, a Locked On Wizards subscriber and listener. Now, we just, you know, great minds thinking, like, we wanted to talk about this, this topic anyway. Um, but Reggie Pierre on Twitter at... Big Reg 70. So it's B I G R E G G 70. If you guys want to give him a follow, he says, Locked on Wizards got an idea. Washington Wizards pick up Chris Paul this offseason. He probably will go for next to nothing. Draft Anthony Black or Kassan Wallace for him to mentor. The Wizards make the playoffs, have a solid starting point guard in the beginning of a new point guard era. Agree or no? What's your thoughts on that uh, proposal, Brandon? Oh, I absolutely agree. And I'm going to tell you why. At first, I was a little hesitant about Chris Paul. You know, he's, he's kind of older. You know, I'm, I'm around the same age. So I don't you know, say he lost too much of a step. But, um, you know, you know, he's, he's clearly lost a step. You know, we were talking about the fact that he doesn't drive like he used to. And, you know, Chris Paul, I'm, you know, maybe in his early years with, you know, with the Hornets, he was that guy that drove the lane. But, you know, if you look at L.A. and OKC and Houston, he wasn't that guy that really drove the lane like that. He, you know, he's a floater guy. He was, you know, he, he had the vision. That was his big thing about Chris Paul. So, it's not like you're losing too much, but at first, no, nah, I didn't. But when you look at it, this could be the perfect move for the Wizards. And I'm going to tell you why. Because number one, you know, looking at the salary, yeah, two years, $60 million left on his contract. And 38, you're 38 years old, that's alarming. Yeah, I get that. But the year after next is not guaranteed. So one year, Chris Paul, 30 million. You know, how they make that move, whether they sign and trade Kuz. Because I, I think between Kuz and KP, I'm a firm believer that KP out of the two would be the one to stay here long term. Um, so if you sign and trade to, um, was it Kyle Kuzma? You know, and if you, like I said, non-guaranteed. And if you go into the draft and go get an Anthony Black and a Kassan Wallace, you got a guard that's going to sit behind, <laughs> quite frankly, one of the best point guards ever played a game. Let's be real. I mean, he's going to go down and he's probably the, one of the best. You know, outside of Magic, Isaiah, his name's going to be mentioned up there. So for a, a young guy to come in there and sit behind Chris Paul for a year, that second year, you're going to see an improvement. So, and so really you hit, you, you hit two birds in one stone. One, you're solidifying the point guard position. You're getting leadership in, in the Washington. And two, you can still go out there and get that other point guard that's going to be the future franchise point guard. So, man, look, like you said, great minds thinking like this is the – I would definitely go with this move, man, because we need a point guard. We need another veteran voice in the locker room, you know, especially with 
you know, West getting more responsibility. We need more voices that are going to help him out. So if I, you know, if I'm GM, yes, I'm definitely signing off on this. Yeah, I think I think the best part probably is like you said with West just having another player coach. Like because who is the leader on this team? Who really is the vocal leader? Who really is the alpha dog? Like Bradley Bill, I think he's he's a good player, but you know he's never really been known to be a vocal leader. We just haven't really had a Kyle Kuzma with some of the vocal leader, but obviously Chris Paul would do that. He would be the alpha dog on the team. He'd be the guy that's been there, done that. Everywhere he goes, he makes the playoffs. Even with OKC, the Thunder when they traded. Paul George and, and, and uh, Russell Westbrook and the, the Thunder were not supposed to make the playoffs that year with SGA. They made the playoffs in the bubble and they took the Rockets to seven games. Like they were a legitimate playoff team at that time. Uh, it made a good run when they weren't supposed to. Everywhere Chris Paul goes, he makes the playoffs. Now I get it. He's 38 years old. He's towards the end of his career. I know when Davin Booker and Kevin Durant played in the playoffs, they did look better without him. They pushed the pace. And I know bringing him here, it, it kind of would go against you know, what we said about pushing the pace because Chris Paul, he's an older guy. You know, what do you expect? He's 38. So that's just not his game. He's not looking to really push at this point because, you know, I don't want to joke Chris Paul too much. You know, the Cliff Paul commercials where he's, you know, doing the walking and running uh, contest or marathon. That's what he reminds me of at this point. But he's still a great – he's still a really good player, man. He still can set guys up. He still can create shots for others. He's still averaging, what, 8.9 assists per game and one turnover. You see the assist-to-turnover ratio. I know we see that with Monte still and DeLon, but this guy, Chris Paul, he had a game where he had, what, 17 assists this, this year. Uh, he went off for 31 points one, one game. He had seven threes in a game. He still is a productive player, and everywhere he goes, he expects excellence. He expects nothing but complete effort. He is one of those few guys that are from that old-school kind of basketball era where he's got that dog in him. He's, he, and, you know, he's a leader. Sometimes he can come off differently to young guys. Like it's hard uh, to listen to a guy who comes off as a tough guy, but that's just what he is. And like you said, Wes needs that. Wes needs help from players, you know, kind of just having that alpha dog voice. And I think Chris Paul could do that. But on the court, I think he would mesh well next to Brad. Um, you know, defensively he's slow, but he gets steals. He gets deflections. Um, there's a stat where it shows Chris Paul, he only shot uh, – he only made 12 baskets at the rim this year. That shows how he, he's just not getting to the basket anymore. So he's finding other ways to score mid-range, the mid-range game, shooting threes. You know, he's effective in different ways. He shot 55% from the mid-range. Um, and like you said, the the next year, the, the his contract is not guaranteed. So if you trade for him next year, you probably don't bring him back. But if you're really looking for that Ted Leonce's goal of making the playoffs, Chris Paul, he's going to take it to the playoffs. Every year he's been in the playoffs, just looking at it. Houston made the playoffs. OKC made the playoffs. Phoenix finals. Phoenix playoffs again. Then they disappoint, and they they lost in the second round. Even with the Clippers, every year they made the playoffs with Blake Griffin. New Orleans Hornets made the playoffs. So this guy, he's he's gonna push. He's gonna make. I feel like he would make Brad better. Get Brad uh, open shots, and in the clutch too. Pick and roll, pick and pop with Porzingis, and in the clutch he would slow things down. Where we talk about Bradley Bill always has to be the point guard. You're not gonna do that when Chris Paul is there. Chris Paul is not going to let that happen. Chris Paul is going to be the guy bringing the ball up in the clutch and finding Bradley Bill open or finding Porzingis open, getting those guys open. Look, we're not going to just force feed Brad the ball. I think Chris Paul would slow us down and get us better in those late game situations. And when we're up 15 and losing these games, I don't see Chris Paul letting that happen, especially as him being another player coach out there. He would get in these guys' chest or get in their face and let them know what's going on and just not let that stuff happen. Uh, personally, I'm not banging on the table for Chris Paul, but I think 
I think it's something that they, they may have to explore this season. I get I get it. He's 38. I know a lot of people in the comment section are going to say they don't want Chris Paul because he's 38. This would feel like Michael Jordan to the Wizards or kind of like Paul Pierce. To the, and Paul Pierce was good for the Wizards. So this this kind of – it would kind of feel like a Paul Pierce to the Wizards where Wizards was still a – Paul Pierce at the time was still a good player. He wasn't a Paul Pierce, obviously, that he was with the Celtics, but he still was a productive player. And I still think Chris Paul at this point, because a lot of people say he's washed. I don't think he's washed. I think I still think he's a good player. He's just not the Hall of Fame Chris Paul from that we've known forever. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think he's washed, man. I think, yeah, obviously, he's older. He's lost a step. But, I mean, point guard, man, is like quarterback, right? It's, you know, you're the leader of the team. But, you know, if you know the system, you know, Tom Brady, look, Tom Brady was not athletic. <laughs> Let's be mm -hmm. real. Not like Lamar, not like RG3. He, he's not going to go out there and, and, and do a lot of rushing touchdowns. But he was a system guy. You know, he ran the perfect system, and that's how he made his money, and that's how he got where he was. It's being a system guy. You know, uh, you know, Kurt Warner, I mean, you know, those are system quarterbacks as opposed to having athleticism. You know, if you look at Kurt, or Kurt, Lord Hammers, Chris Paul, um, look, I mean, look, assists is what we need, right? 8.9. That's the magic number to me is the assist, 8.9 assists. That means he's finding open shooters, man. You know, he we don't need him to score 15 points a game. We don't need him. We, we need a guy who's going to distribute the ball, who's going to run. I mean, he's his value is not just running the offense. It's just his voice in the locker room. And him, it's just experience. He's got playoff experience. You know, and he can come in and he could be that voice in the locker room to help Wes out and kind of elevate Wes. I'm trying to tell you, this, this, this move is the type of move we need because, one, you know, Brad – looks like he ain't going anywhere unless it gets so bad he asks out. But obviously with the contract, this year by year, it's going to get harder to move him. So I think long-term, we're probably going to see um, Brad here for a minute. And KP, look, he said he wants to stay. The likelihood of him staying is very, very high. You know, Kuzma to me, he likes it here. But, I, you know, he's that piece where, you know, you can sign a trade Kuz. But you got to go get Chris Paul because his value is just not on the court. It's, it's the locker room. What has been a problem with this team the last two years? Probably beyond that, locker room. You know, we need a guy who, like you said, is going to check people. Somebody's going to hold people accountable. You don't have that now. You know, we, you know, Kuzma did his best, um, but he did, you know, only been here two years. He can only do so much. You know, you really expected that out of Brad. But like you said, Brad's not that guy who's a rah-rah guy who's going to get in people's face. He's more of a, you know, it's kind of like the difference between MJ and Kobe and LeBron. LeBron's more of a player-friendly guy where Kobe and MJ probably weren't the most popular people in the locker room. But, you know, it's just everybody has a different leadership style. He – would fit perfect next to Brad, man. I mean, it's just, I think it's a win-win. You have to take these type of moves because, you know, what else do we got? Like we said it earlier, you cannot trust a rookie point guard to come in here and lead a veteran core. That's too much to ask for. You just don't see that. You know, Magic Johnson, I get that, but that's a whole, I mean, that's a whole nother breed of, you know, I'm not trying to expect Anthony Black and Sean Walsh come in here and be Magic Johnson. But, you know, it's just, I, that's where I'm at, man. I think it'll be a really, really good move for this franchise. Right, yeah, the last guy to take their uh, team to the playoffs as a rookie point guard was really Derrick Rose that I can remember. Um, I got to look up John Morant's rookie season. I know he had a heck of a rookie season. I don't think they make the playoffs for what I remember. But we're going to get into a proposal, a trade proposal for Chris Paul, and then we'll talk about a Mo Bob Myers update. Um, but before we do get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Unfortunately, the D.C. Defenders, they lost – in the XFL uh, championship, but you can still go out there and get tickets for the Mystics or the Nats. Um, there was one time where I had a tough time buying tickets for a Mystics game and also for a Nationals game, but game time made it super, super easy. So buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy, easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. 
with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Flash deals and last minute tickets, they're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. It shows images of seat views to make it easy for you. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so one trade that I've seen floated around on social media, uh, I want to say it was Gafford. Uh, Daniel Gafford, Monte Morris, and Johnny Davis for Chris Paul. I don't think the Suns would accept that trade. We do have a six million dollar trade exception right now. Monte <laughs> Morris is making nine point. <laughs> I know, right? Nine point eight million dollars. Yeah, I know they're probably laughing our face. James Jones, their GM, and they just fired Monte Williams. DeAndre Aiden is on the trade block, so it looks like the Suns are going to make some changes there, man. Um, I, I do think Chris. I think if I had to put money on it, I do think Chris Paul get, ends up getting traded because it's it just like they did play better without him. They it looks like they want to push the pace. Um, now what I will say game six, they did get blown out by the nuggets. Maybe if Chris Paul was there, it would have been a, a, a closer game, but the two games they did win, they looked pretty good without, I'm not going to lie. Um, Johnny Davis would be involved with the trade. He's making $5 million. And then we have the $6 million trade exception to match, uh, salaries for Chris Paul. And you don't give up a first round pick. You don't give up any picks. You just give up players. I would hate to give up Gaff of Monte. I have no problem trading him. Johnny Davis at this point, honestly, he's a rookie. So who knows? He could get better, but I'm not really like hanging on to Johnny Davis at this point. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I think they laugh at that. I don't. I don't it think is. that's enough. You know, it's kind of like you know, if it happens, I'd be like, "Cool, nice." It's kind of like waking up and find a hundred dollar bill. If you find it, nice. But <laughs> I'm not expecting that. So yeah, I, I think it's gonna take more than that. That's why I kind of brought up Kyle Kuzma signing trade. Yeah. Because hypothetically, you know, you're not gonna be able to have Kyle Kuzma, KP, Bill, and Chris Paul. So somebody's got to go. And like I said, if you check, if they have to choose between KP and Kuz. I, I definitely think KP's a guy who stays here long-term. I think who's the likelihood of kind of going somewhere else is high, even though he likes it here, but you know, look, money talks like they say. Um, but man, again, Chris Paul is a move you got to make, you know, you know, another name. And we'll probably talk about it later. Jordan Poole's name brought up. I don't, I think we need to steer clear of that, man. But Chris Paul is just, you can't put a number on experience, man. I mean, experience playoff experience. You said it. He he's, he's taking rebuilding teams to the playoffs. Mm. OKC had no business going to the playoffs, <laughs> no business at all, and he's just that experience shows. He doesn't he knows how to play the point guard position, and he's going to go down if not the best, one of the best. I'm telling you because the only thing that's going to get him obviously titles. Magic's going to get the edge. Isaiah's going to get the edge, but it just as far as playing the point guard position, like like the best you. I, I mean, it's hard to point out anybody else. You can you know Steve you know um Steve Nash. You know, list goes on. There's other people, but. Chris Paul, man, is just he's played in so many different style of offenses. You know, he's just so this you gotta you gotta utilize what he can bring to the table in DC, especially I believe that yeah, he's 38. Yeah, he's got some money that he's owed, but he he has value and he can definitely elevate this team. 
I mean, we're not worse on, with Chris Ball. We're definitely a better team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we definitely got to entertain that, man. We definitely got to make that move, in my opinion. But who goes and who stays, that's hard because, again, you know, Denny, what's his future? Because if you right. move on from Kuz, you know, then you have to retain Denny because you got to have somebody on the wing unless you go out and draft and get another wing, you know, I can with more, whatever. But, you know, it's just it's, it's interesting because, you know, again, I'm going to point this out. We don't even have a GM yet, so we don't know what the GM's vision is. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just it's a lot of questions going forward. But I think that any GM that comes in, they're going to entertain it because ain't another factor you got to think of, attendance. Look, Chris Paul is a legend. People can come out and watch Chris Paul play basketball. Mm-hmm. I will. Absolutely. You know, because, again, he's an icon. I mean, so you're going to put people in the seats. So it's a win-win for this organization. So, yeah, they definitely got to explore, man. They definitely got to try to bring <laughs> Chris Paul to D.C., man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think about it. So I'm looking at the pace for the Suns. They were 22nd in pace. We were 17th, so it shows the slow pace of Chris Paul. But, you know, pace isn't everything. We would like to push the ball more, but with Chris Paul, who's a floor general, he makes – he's able to, you know, dictate pace, control the game, get guys open. Um, now, he did have a heel hip. He had a heel injury, had a hip injury, a groin injury. Uh, so he has missed uh, some games last year. Or a, a couple. Of, he had he played 59 games this past season, which is not great. 65 games a year before, which isn't bad. 2021, he played the 70 games. In the 2020 season, the bubble season, he played the 70 games, which is not bad. But it's, it's, it's the timing of the injuries. I feel like in the playoffs with the Clippers, he would always get hurt in the playoffs. Um, the Rockets, he would get hurt in the playoffs. So it was just the timing of the injuries. Uh, so the narrative that he's injury prone, it's it's kind of true, kind of not at the same time. But he, he had, like I said, he had only nine drives per game. So he doesn't drive to the basket just like Monte. Monte doesn't drive to the basket either like that. But, of course, Chris Paul is the better player. Chris Paul had 91 steals on the season, 143 deflections. So if, you, if you're able to keep DeLon right, um, that's a lot of steals and a lot of deflections there. He had 57 passes per game which with only one turnover a game. So um, I, I wouldn't mind. Like I said, I'm not banging on the table for it. But if it, if you have a lineup of Chris Paul, Bradley Bill, Porzingis, and um, if there was some way you could keep Kuz, that would be awesome. Uh, so Brad, uh, Chris Paul, Brad, Kuz at the three, Porzingis at the five, and then if you trade Gaff, then you have to you have to find another forward or another wing. Maybe Torrey Craig in free agency and move Kuz to the four because uh, Torrey Craig played with the Suns. I think Torrey Craig's a free agent. If I'm not mistaken, I got to look that up. But, um, yeah, I think they make the playoffs. And I think Ted Leonsis, we know what his goal is, is to make the playoffs and get two home games in the postseason. And Chris Paul, every year he makes the playoffs. That's one thing you can say about Chris Paul. He's going to take his team to the playoffs or at least contribute for his team to make the playoffs. Look, he can speed walk every day down Constitution Avenue. I don't even <laughs> care. <laughs> right? <laughs> that commercial trips me out, man. But, but yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a move you got to take a risk. I mean, look, KP had those injury risks, you know, and he came in, he got healthy. So, you know, you got to take risk, man. That, that's the thing about sports, man. Being an executive, you got to take risk. Sometimes they, they fall through. Sometimes they you're rewarded, man. That's just the nature of the business, man. You know, sometimes you take risk. You best believe the next person that picks up Zion Williamson is taking a risk. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, with these injury guys, man, you're taking a risk. But I think, is, you know, the only reason I'm willing to take a risk is because of the contract. It's only one year. And... You know, like you said, you, he can send him on his way the next year and bring up a rookie. And and that, that brings up another thing. I, I'm a firm believer we have to get another first-round pick because I'm telling you, if we can pick up that point guard of the future to sit behind Chris Paul and pick up a Cam Moore, somebody can play the wing or bring some athleticism, That I mean, that's going to help out the transition. It's just we have a lot of options, but we have to get a GM. <laughs> I mean, we have to get a GM, you know. Um, So that's where I'm at, man. 
I know we're going to talk about Bob Myers going forward and, you know, but it's just, I would entertain it. And I think this is a move that we desperately need if we want to hit that goal and make it the playoffs. So, yep. All right. So we're going to get a quick word from Brandon and then we'll give a Bob Myers update. Yes, sir. Today's episode is brought to you with prize picks. What now new with prize picks is a million dollar daily super flex promotion for the NBA playoffs and finals every day of the NBA finals or playoffs. From one prize picks users will win a chance of becoming a millionaire. Oh lord. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern time zone will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed the entry that will be given a six pick flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks is a million dollars, five correct picks is 80k, and four correct picks is sixteen thousand dollars. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you can do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner but how does prize picks work well you pick two to six players and if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 25 times your money that's right 25 times your money no competing against other people it's just you versus the projections available prize picks offers projections on every on any sport that you can watch this includes the nba the nfl major league baseball nhl pga golf college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, even disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Is that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals? We're currently operation over 30 states and our neighbors to the north in Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget the enemy promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yes, sir. Yeah, so last thing I want to say about Chris Paul, he had he had some big games, too. He had 28 points against the Lakers. Yeah. He had 20 points against the Raptors, 20 points against the Wizards. 20 points and 12 assists against the Raptors, uh, 31 points and 11 assists against the Spurs, 14 and 11 assists against the Hornets, 22 points and 11 assists against the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, 19 points and 9 assists against the Pacers, 17 points and 19 assists against the Kings, uh, 18 points and 9 assists against OKC, uh, 11 points and 10 assists against the Bulls. So you guys get the point. Like, this is a guy who's – he's not washed. 25 points against the Nuggets. 22 points against the Spurs, 16 and 8 against the OKC Thunder. And that's playing with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. There's only one ball to go around. You know, Katie's got to get his, Booker's got to get his. So he's still a productive player. He really is. So that's the last thing I'll say on Chris Paul. But Bob Myers, Bob Myers. Um, so he, Woj, Adrian Woj Narowski, uh, on an interview said that, or on an ESPN show, 
said that Bob Myers is going to take a couple weeks to make a decision. So who knows how long a couple weeks is? Of course, not a lot of time. His contract does end in June with the Warriors. Is this wise for the Wizards? And the Wizards have not. They've only had a few interviews that we know. Milt Newton per Troy Halliburton, Trajan Langdon per uh, Ava Wallace. What are your thoughts about the Wizards GM search right now? And should they is it is it wise for them to wait on Bob Myers? Man, I don't think it is. I think that you have to like you can't wait. I mean, we kind of made a comparison before. Um Eric Bienemy, you know, the the Washington Commanders kind of waited on Bienemy and they got rewarded. You know, he chose DC and they asked him why, why not DC, right? So we got our guy, you know, you know, flipping the basketball, man. I mean, you can always aim high, but you know, like I said, what draft lottery is tomorrow. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, how long are you going to wait on this? You, you, you need somebody who's going to be here and start looking at evaluating talent, man. We, we, nah, man, I, I'm sorry. You know, you, you look, we, we wait long enough to, but to me, if I'm owner, go ahead and pick your guy. What are we waiting for? Two weeks? Can we really wait two weeks? It, I mean, it's just, and what are you really telling the other guys that already interviewed for the job? Hey, man, hold on. <laughs> hold on because we're waiting on Bob Myers. And, and so you might get the job. It's like, it's like your wife saying before you get married, like, hold on. You know, I'm just going to evaluate a few more guys and see if you're the one. No, <laughs> it, it, it's just it, it just to me, it's just it's bad business, man. You know, you you know, the, he's he's let him take his time. But we don't have that time. We don't have the luxury of time because we ha- we have to evaluate this draft because we, I can't say it enough, man. This draft class is the real deal. Now, I'm, I'm not saying it's one of the best, but it's, it's probably one of the better ones we've had in a minute. And. You can easily grab a couple guys if you really wanted to out of this draft. If I'm the Wizards, if you're smart, if you really get into your job, I'm telling you, we can get a difference maker or two out of this draft, but we have to be smart and we have to start evaluating now. I mean, you you can't, you know, we're at the draft lottery. We still don't have a GM. It's just, I don't understand it. You know, go ahead and bring Newton in, go ahead and reach out to Langdon, something, but I don't think we can afford to wait for bob myers because yeah if we if we wait and we get him then you know it's look it's all fun we can smile and shoot bubbles but at the same time it's like what if we don't so then you're gonna watch all these other candidates go by look here's the thing about the wizards man we, we got to find that middle ground either we act too fast or we wait too long you know we're retaining west unsell in my humble opinion we we acted too fast if you look at the head coaching talent that is available right now come on man Come on, Monty Williams. Come on, man. I mean, you, I mean, Nick Nurse, the list goes on. You got coaches out here who can make it. And you, exactly. You have coaches who have playoff experience, man. I'm not saying Wes got to go. You can be assistant coach. And then we have that discussion where we, we, if um, we lose a head coach and he wants to be promoted, cool. I have no problem with that because I think he should be linked to this franchise. But I mean, come on, man. We acted way too fast and we committed to Wes way too soon. Because there's coaches that got hired the same time he did. What was it? Um, I can't think of his name. Houston, um, Silas, or no, not yes, Silas, man. Yeah, he got fired because they knew that he just won the guy, you know. And so we we wait, we went too fast with that. But with GM, man, we're waiting forever. What are we waiting for? The lottery is tomorrow. I just like, if they wait and is egg in the face. <laughs> I mean, you send a really bad message to a lot of people, man, including the fan base and your players, man, because. They got to get real. We need a GM. So am I alarmed yet, man? I'm, I'm starting to get there a little bit. You know, we got to find a GM because, you know, like I said, you always aim high. I get it, Bob Myers. But look, if Bob Myers wanted the job, what's he waiting two weeks for? I'm just saying, you know, what, you know, he's got a lot to think about because I think the chances are he, he runs it back with Golden State because I don't think Golden State's done. I think the, his, his talents as a GM are going to be needed in, 
and Golden State. And I think there's too much, there's too many relationships that have been formed over there for him to come on the East Coast right now. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I think you need to at least go get Newton or try to get Trenton Langdon or somebody right now and find our guy. Yeah, there's um, the athletic wrote an article that said that Steph is going to try to convince him to stay. Uh, Draymond and you know he's and Woj said as well that he's, he still has really good relationships, of course, with Draymond. They're their core three, their big three, uh, their legitimate big three of Draymond, Steph, and Clay, not a solid three. Uh, but uh, I, I am I'm a little concerned that they're waiting so long. But like we have both said about the B enemy and, and Ron Rivera kind of thing, where you waited and you were rewarded. So if if they do wait and they get Bob Myers, they look good or Ted looks good. If he waits and Bob Myers says no then you're not looking too good. Now, the, the flip side of the, the the positive on that is that they're the only GM, GM, general manager job that's available. So, of course, we're not competing with other teams for a GM. So, if we do miss out on Bob and Bob, Bob Myers says he wants to go back to the Warriors, then they could still possibly bring in Trajan Langdon or somebody else, whoever. But they, the fact that we haven't heard any other candidates, I do feel like they need to do their due, due diligence on other guys. Like, the only the fact that they've only interviewed two guys so far that we know of, is a little bit concerning or are they trying to gatekeep and not tell us, are they trying to keep things a secret and only a few people know that who they interviewed. So it's, it's a very different process. It's very different from what they did years ago where they interviewed millions of people, they hired a search firm and whatnot. So they're doing it a, a different way. But if, if they do get Bob Myers, like I said, it's worth it. But once again, if they don't get them, then it will be concerning. Um, as far as the draft, like you said, the lottery is tomorrow. It, it really is. The lottery is tomorrow and then the draft, is about a month away. So you typically would want to have people evaluating because, you know, you start doing workouts, some of these draft guys, the 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 prospects, they come in. Like you could have Brandon Miller come in for a workout. Uh, I, I can't remember when the workouts start, but probably in a couple of weeks, Cam Whitmore, you have him come in for a workout. Kassan Wallace, Anthony Black, you probably would want Bob Myers to sit down and have a conversation with these guys just to get a, a feeling of who the prospects are and how these draft guys are, how they talk and interview and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you kind of want the ball rolling, but they, it looks like they're going to stick it out and they're going to wait for Bob Myers. So if they don't make a decision in two weeks or three weeks, then you know that they're clearly waiting for Bob Myers. So I'm intrigued to see, I really hope it's not a situation where Bob Myers just burns us in the end. And he says, no, we waited all this long. We could have had our GM search in and had them getting ready for, you know, the offseason free agency and all kinds of stuff, just evaluating the roster and having the ball rolling. So they're, they're gambling. It's a big gamble. We'll see how it works, how it works out. Well, you know, in gambling, man, you lose more than you win. I'm just saying, you know, I just I don't think we can afford to wait. I'm just, you know, we it's better, you know, you gotta have somebody. You know, I understand, like I said, I'm gonna say it again, you know, I understand aiming high for the best candidate. Obviously, and I hate to say the best, but looking at track record championships, you know, he's the best candidate at the general manager position. But you know, I mean Trajan Lane ain't no scrub either. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're the guys that you have interviewed and haven't heard yet. They're not entirely bad. I mean, it's just we just we, we need a captain, man. You can't just have a ship that's rolling along. <laughs> you gotta have somebody who's gonna steer that. And we're getting too close to the draft, man. It, it, I am a little worried because you gotta start evaluating. You gotta start looking at the talent, man. You know, tournament's over, so you know you have all this time to evaluate workouts, all this and that. So yeah, I'm not freaking out yet, but I would like to see something happen within the next two to three weeks. You know, mm-hmm. if three weeks go by and we still don't have a GM. Look, something's wrong. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> right. All right. So we're going to wrap it up tomorrow. We will be doing a live stream for the for the lottery. Hopefully they get more higher than the eighth pick, 
most likely it's going to be the eighth or ninth pick. We get the ninth pick every season or the tenth pick every year. That's what it feels like. So uh, hopefully we, you know, bring out your rabbit's foot, say your prayers, everything, so we can get a, at least a top uh, a top four pick would be awesome for this franchise. So make sure you guys tune into that tomorrow. We'll be live around 9.15, 9 o'clock. And then also on the Locked on NBA channel, there's a, a live stream uh, called the Ultimate uh, Lottery Stream or something like that. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, so just want to thank you guys for listening once again every day. Or like I said, check out tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the lottery. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe. Hit the not- notification bell. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.